Hi, I'm Trace Dean. And I'm Jamie Jones. And together we create Dodger. Dodger. And you are listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Sweet. Sweet Georgia Brown. Cozy and syrupy. I have to hear that twice this week. What's that? Why? 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 And I pushed it on the alcohol. I had four, remember, last week? One of them was that land shark stuff. The, the hoppier the beer, the more it affects me. I don't know why. Maybe it's all in my head. But I drank that one, and it was just, it pushed me over the edge. When I was done with the, the episode, I barely got it up to Libsyn in time. And I said, eh, you know what? I don't feel, not feeling the show notes this week. And, and had I... I didn't want to bug everybody, especially now that I know you're not getting Facebook at work. I didn't want to bug everybody and be like, all right, what the fuck did we talk about last night? Because I don't I, I have to know here. I can tell you what we talked about last week. Well, far more importantly, I know you're busy. I know you, I know you got a lot of stuff going on, but you got to apply to NYCC soon. I'll do it right now. Okay. Well, not right now, but now. Because you got to fill the whole Why? thing, but they get stingy on the on well, the passes. Well, I just, just be careful. It's more like San Diego, and they 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 say right on the thing this time that it's not first come first serve, but they're going to limit the spots, and so the sooner you fly, trust the game. Listen, but I don't want a chance. I, it, though. I'm right. doing it. I'm doing it. Look, if I have to pay to get in, I'll pay to no, get in. I'm just no, saying, no. I'm not going to miss New no, York. No, I so know, but I, but there's no. I'm just saying, as long as there's no it reason, opened right. up yesterday or two days ago, so as long as you get it done like this weekend, we should be good. I will be more than happy to accommodate. Also, I'll give. I'll, I'll. I put it on on Facebook, but since you don't, you don't have it really anymore. I, I, uh, I, I gave the uh, the metrics that we're using. So oh, you know what? Let me go. Oh, the aggregate. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I haven't said that word in like three months for the record. I know. Yes, you have. have That's your snore. Nope. <laughs> aggregate. No, my snore is my snore. You snore? You don't no, snore. I don't, I don't snore, remember. Snore. Yeah. Ah, it's sweet. You're too sweet to snore. <laughs> That's right. My wife snores like a buffalo. Your wife does? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, where's Ted Nugent? Because the great white buffalo's in the other room. Hey, everybody. 11 o'clock comics, episode 419. I'm so glad to be here. I needed this. I'm Vince B. You know what, dude? You are Vince B. I'm glad to hear. Damn day long. I'm Vince B. And I am David A. Price. Indeed, Ooh. you are, and fuck Team Cap. I'm Team Iron Man because I'm War Machine. Oh, no. Don't pick the wrong side right off the bat. You're not War Machine. You're Jason Wood, everybody. You do not have to fight your brother to get inexpensive comics, graphic novels, and paraphernalia. Where do you have to go to get the cheapest comics in the world? ECB service. 
Right. DCBService.com. Write this down. DCBService.com where you and everybody you know can get your comics and collectibles at rock bottom prices. Guess what? I'm overjoyed to report that the list is up and I have a sample for you. From Dark Horse, Jeff Lemire, Dean Ornstrom, Dave Stewart. All have one thing in common. They are working on a brand new series called Black Hammer. And it comes from Dark Horse. Cover price, $3.99. Your price, boys pants, $1.99. Listen to the names of some of the characters in this book. Abraham Slam. Ooh, that sounds very reminiscent. Golden Gale, Colonel Weird, Madam Dragonfly, and my favorite, Barbalian. This is Jeff Lemire. We gotta get this. The man knows what how he's could, doing. How could you say no? You can't. It's impossible, right? From Boom, this book is being touted as a prequel that takes place before, obviously, the events of the 1933 film. It is written by James Asmus, art by Carlos Magno, so you know it's gonna be beautiful. Cover art by Felipe Massafera. This looks like um, Alex Wood, Alex Ross to me, but we'll see. Um, it is called Kong of Skull Island. Giant apes. How can you pass this up? I guess you could say it's on like we're Donkey Kong. It's on like we. Yeah. The world famous and original gargantuan gorilla is the progenitor of an entire genre, which is true. Um, two fractured and warring gorilla tribes are forced to band together to battle the horrors of Skull Island. There's, this is win-win. So, uh, $1.99, you can have it. And last, but, you know, certainly not least, our buddy, Tom King, produced an amazing string, not all by himself, of issues on DC's Omega Men. And you can get the collected edition, all 12 issues, Cover price is respect, $24.99. Your price, if you are a DCBS subscriber, and you should be, $12.49. You're paying a buck an issue and 50 cents for the cover. That's insane. That's a bargain. Oh my God, it is. DCBService.com, go there. They don't mind late orders, they don't mind order editions, and you get your books in pristine condition ship right to your door. There's, you just go, please. Do it. Yes. Get it done, son. Did I hit record? Oh, fucking I. I did. Okay. <laughs> Isn't it one of them? Yeah. So what do we got? What are we drinking? What are you drinking? I'm drinking Diet Coke. Oh, man. Well, you I like bitch. I, I, I don't want a repeat of last week. Hmm. So I'm uh, I'm playing a little close to the vest this week. Wow, man. Got to pick us up. Sorry. Back. Uh, I am having my new usual of the Redwood Creek Rich Red Blend. Hmm. Blend. Yeah, you blend. You blend. All right. <laughs> I, uh, Thanks, Vince. <laughs> uh, because I got lambasted last week for not imbibing. Oh, I see. How I am uh, having a little magic hat at number nine. Wow. Damn, I love that. So good, right? Is that a case? Uh, it's a six pack. Oh. Well, I'm still coming over. Eh. I hope you I don't, I don't let people come to my house and they won't text me back. Ooh. Hey, Beth. Ooh. 
Go send the husband for some pizza or something. I got something I'll show you. The, uh, I'll tell you what, when I go to the Dominican uh, this summer, you can house it for me. Oh, joy. You can hang out my with dog. With the wife? Right. With the wife? Hang out with Hobbs. No, the you wife's going to be the, in the Dominican. You, with the kids. Go through the drawers, though, Vince. Yeah, it's actually, oh, it, on the real, though, it's, it's actually kind of cool, though. Uh, we are, tr- I'm taking my dad and my stepmother yes. with us and, uh, like Love she's never like left the country. So wait, 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 let me, I, that's, that's amazing. That's great. But let me get this straight. You are willingly inviting me into your home when you're not there, knowing not. all the comics you have, all, all the pristine C- CGC issues that I would love to crack open. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, you're quickly yeah. getting me to reconsider my position here. You better, you yeah. seriously better. It's that. funny you mention that because sitting right next to me, lovingly rubbing up against my thigh right now, it arrived today. What is it? The big purchase that I made a few weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, giant size X Men. Yes. It looks like it's fresh off the rack. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, I would be a little wary of that. What? Like if it was reconditioned. Yeah. Nah, dude, this is from, now, do, now do they, this from, do they have from, a, the, 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 this is from Metropolis, dude. This is not. Oh, okay. That's cool. Now, restored books. Is it indicated as such yes. on this? Okay, cool. All right. This is not restored. Good. Cause I don't have any CGC books. And you know what? It's pretty safe to say I never this will. It's actually from oh. the uh, Pennsylvania Dutch collection, which is a known collection. <laughs> nice. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> It'll churn butter. For you can't you. imagine. If, if, if you could see, like, I can't describe to you this comic. It looks perfect. Like there's not, so, a, it's unheard of, dude. I can't deal with it. It's like literally so you, can't even. Would you say in aggregate that that is your favorite? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would not. <laughs> oh, that was so much fun. Wait, though, actually, putting that that whole thing aside, what, what what's the actual question? Of what? Putting the aggregate use aside, what was the question? Would you would that be your favorite CGC graded book of the moment? Oh, for sure. It's the most nice. expensive one I've ever bought. I like to see my friends happy. That's I really right. do. Oh, for sure. Good for you, I'm Jason. Wood. Though, just so you know. As I, you get yeah. a screwdriver, you just slid it up the side. There you go. I'm gonna put it in a nice mylar and put it on a little little stand and have it Beautiful. give me good karma every day. Good. I'm glad you didn't say polybag, because I would have to. Have to <laughs> get, Come on, get, get, get. All right, let's talk about some comics. Can we? I want to go first. Is that okay? Of course it no, is. No, why not? I read something that just made me all giddy with excitement. Is there any chance that we read it? I can say almost for certain that I that David has. I'm not sure you have. David has at least read some of this. Okay. Um, I'm going to preface this with saying I, I'm very, very... I have discerning tastes when it comes to movie monsters. There are, for as many classic ones that exist, there are hundreds of just pathetic, can you, pitiful. Can you break some examples down for the, the layman movie monster, the monster movie people like myself? Okay. Classic monsters, right? Frankenstein. Monster. Uh, Creature from the, Creature from the Black Lagoon mm-hmm. is, is an absolute classic. Uh, in, in terms of design, the green slime, the creatures in the green slime are amazing. The saucer men. Uh, I, I mean, I can go on. There, Where there the are. Blobs a, fit into this. Blobs pretty pathetic, dude. It's a blob. Scariest movie ever. 
No, no, no. Wait, which one? Steve McQueen or the Dude, any of Kevin them. Dillon? No, not Kevin Dillon, but like the 50s one, the 70s one where they're they're chilling out. The dude with the fro is chilling out with his girl and then the cat is eating on the kitchen counter and the blob comes out and eats the cat. Yeah. Dude, I, would t- I, I literally couldn't sleep for three days as a kid watching that movie. Wow. Nothing to this day has scared me more than the blob. That's that's crazy to me, because the Blob was one of the movies that I was like, yeah, whatever. Even even when the old man was like poking it with the Dude, stick and the thing scares the shit uh, out of me. I don't know why. I, I I guess just the concept that it's not that far off from something that could actually exist. I gotta say the Larry Hagman Blob is way better than the first one. Yeah, Larry Sid Haig is in the is in the uh, and it's just campy and great. What about but the anyway. stuff? Where would the stuff fit in? I like Garrett Morris. I love the stuff. Stuff is the stuff. Dun, dun. I'm surprised you know the stuff. Dude, what am I? I'm not. I didn't. Wasn't. No, I'm just saying. It's it's not a major motion picture. Not that that's all you subscribe. Yeah, you, you forget though. Like I mean, like a lot of kids are. I mean, I, like you know, back we were grew up in the days of a video store, and I, I mean, so every. I mean, I like I would go in and get monster movies all the time and watch them. Oh, I love you so much. Right? But I have to admit, as I matured and got older. And not necessarily in that order. Mm-hmm. The, the, my take on classic monsters w- kind of started to dwindle. I mean, the designs, the 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 on-screen presence—it just something was was missing. But there were two latecomers that I can honestly say um, hold their own among the classic movie monsters in terms of all those things I mentioned: just screen presence. Um, scariness, right? If you're a monster, you better damn be scary True. to at least impart some kind of, you know, memory in, in, in the viewers. The last two truly great monsters, I can say with extreme confidence, Predator and the Aliens, the Xenomorphs from Alien. Yeah, the Xenomorphs are freaky as hell. And, not, and the, the Xenomorph from the Alien is almost in a, in a class by itself. Um, H.R. Giger design. Yes, I mean, you, it, it's instantly identifiable. You look at this creature and you just think killing machine, unstoppable, uh, genetically designed to fuck your shit up in, in a multitude of ways. And I love that it's also malleable, like a symbiote, like it can adapt to its environment. Yes. Yeah. It's a truly horrifying, yeah. I mean, the predators are just really good hunters, fearsome hunters, but, and, and, you know, not, all that easy on the eyes. They are, I, I like the design of the Predator, but the, the Xenomorph is a truly inspired design mm-hmm. that I think can, can, can hold its own against anything oh, ever is. designed. Um, so it was with great joy that I read from Dark Horse and DC Comics. It's a joint effort. It's called Aliens. And, and what this book contains is you get, um, you get Batman Aliens. The first one. You get Batman Aliens, the second one. You get Superman, Batman, Alien, Predator. And then you get in the back, you get the Wildcats. Um, Alien. It's kind of, let me see. Batman Aliens 1 and 2, Batman Aliens 2, 1 to 3, Superman and Batman versus Aliens and Predator. That's a mouthful. Um, number 1 and 2, and Wildcats, Aliens number 1. You ordered this, right? Or did you get it at the store? No, I ordered this. I thought I did too. Let me just, I'm going to double check my order. You ordered the Superman. I ordered the one recently. 
See, this, you know, Batman and Superman have both encountered the alien and the predator, but this doesn't collect everything. This is, this is Gotham heavy. This is more concerned with the bat and these characters and wildcats. I don't understand why that was thrown in, but whatever. So, um, I must say in these stories, as wonderful and enjoyable as they are, require a supreme level of uh, acceptance on the part of the reader. Suspension of disbelief is crucial because while Batman is a prodigious tactician and fighter and, you know, he's the bat, there are some instances in this uh, these stories where good old Bruce would not have survived. No way in hell would he have survived. Like, in, in various skirmishes, he's beset by more than one xenomorph. Mm-hmm. Now, what is the primary weapon um, in relatively close combat with the xenomorph? It's tail. What do the aliens do when they encounter Batman in close combat? They wrap their tail around a body part. Seriously? It's got a razor-sharp yeah. spike on the end of it. Why did they not skewer that? Like these, the aliens are designed to kill. Yes. Yeah. And so that's what they do. They're not going to wrap their tail around a body part. They're going to pierce your body with it. it So if you can, if you can push those kind of thoughts into the, you know, the back of your mind, you will enjoy these stories very, very much. The first one is illustrated by a legendary talent. Uh, who has drawn the bat in, in many times in the past, um, as well as many icky things. It's Bernie Wrightson. What, now, this is the DC Comics Dark Horse Aliens trade paperback, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's filled on my order. It just hasn't shipped yet. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, written by Ron Mars. Matt Hollingsworth did the color, and uh, Bernie did the covers. You've seen the, I'm sure you've seen the, did we lose Jason? Tell me no. I don't think. Yeah, we lost Jason. Well, they'll get it, get him back. You've seen the cover where, uh, Batman, long-eared Batman, uh, is, uh, split down the middle and on the other side of his head, where it would be, have been, is the xenomorph. It's a really nice cover, painted by Bernie Wrightson, but the setup here, as with aliens, I mean, you've seen the setup here. Someone wants to exploit the xenomorph. Meaning, they want to genetically engineer, they want to get that stuff out of a, a, sur- a surviving xenomorph and duplicate it, replicate it, in order to produce unstoppable soldiers. The, it, it started with Cameron's aliens, and they've been, they've been working that that vein, tapping that vein ever since, right? But it's, it's a, I, I think it's a very valuable vein to tap because if, when you have a creature like this that is nigh unstoppable, bleeds acid, will kill you just looking at you, like, you, you have to know the military is going to want this, right? Yep. Any military. It's not just, let's, let's not say, you know, the United, United States is corrupt, blah, 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 whatever. Any military worth their salt is going to want these kind of things in the field. Of course. Because, because it tips the scales mightily in your favor but anyway so batman it, it goes down to south america uh looking for someone and 
descends from the bat plane, uh, losing everything but his utility belt. So he's he's in the in the wild with nothing more than you know what the contents of his belt, and he encounters a uh, a team of soldiers, and and you know they they go into a well first of all they find a down spaceship, which does not bode well when we're talking about the xenomorph right. Um, they investigate the spaceship and lo and behold, they find all these bodies in there with their chests all blown out. Like, what is going on here? Um, you know, push comes to shove and the xenomorphs start picking off the teammates one by one. And just like, um, Paul, what's his face from aliens? Paul Reiser. Paul Reiser. There, there is a mole in, in the group who is sent there to exploit the aliens and uh you know bring back that stuff to make more of them but you know batman's a great fighter but there are like i said there are certain scenes in here where uh not one but many xenomorphs like the 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 retractable tongue mouth thing just comes flying at him and batman just grabs it like who does that this thing is, it will rip you to shreds, but Bruce manages to survive. I mean, you gotta give him his props. Oh, no, it is Bruce Wayne. It is Batman. Like, seriously, did anybody think that anything was gonna happen to Batman? Um, beautifully illustrated. There, there is a hook in this thing. David, you're gonna love this. I squealed with joy. Squealed! Um, Batman is exhausted at one point, and he takes a little nap. Okay, in in the in the temple in which they find themselves, he he's he's met the alien. He's you know survives. He's exhausted and he has a little nap and he dreams. And what does he dream? Uh, he's so with no, he's with Thomas yeah, and mom, mom and dad. And they go into the movies, right? And they're not seeing they're not seeing Zorro. They're not. They're seeing it came from outer space, which is a cool little twist yes. by Ron. Ron Mars. And, and, and Bruce says, you know what? I would have really rather to see Zorro like we planned. And Thomas is like, maybe next time. But anyway, so he's, he's walking with his parents and you do not see their faces. Their faces are in shadow. Why? Because they got face huggers on them. <laughs> and, and guess what the chest burster does to Martha Wayne when it explodes from her chest? Knocks the pearls off. It's the pearls, dude. <laughs> That's hot. Get the famous pearl sequence, but at the at the hands or the head of the chestburster. It is a glorious scene. It's, I love it. This is worth the price of mission right there, right? That's dope. And this is not an expensive book. I mean, it was twenty four ninety nine. You get what did I say? Two, five, uh, seven, eight issues. But the Batman aliens were. Double size mm-hmm. issues, I believe. So it's got a lot, it's, it's at least 350 pages. There's a lot of stuff here. Um, even more suspension of disbelief is required with the sequel to this, mm-hmm. which which was written by um, Ian Edgington, oh. who we, whom we know. Yeah, Stas Johnson penciled it. James Hodgkins inked it. Gregory Wright colored it, and John Workman. That's a hell of a team, right? Yeah, um, again, 
someone, uh, a woman in this instance named, uh, she, she, I think it's uh, Justice. No, it's not Justice. Fortune. Uh, she tries to exploit the aliens um, and her uh, chosen means of exploitation is Arkham Asylum. And they take the aliens' DNA and create hybrids. Of course they do. This is, this is like it's a little goofy, folks. She creates hybrid xenomorph rogues gallery villains. There's a Joker xenomorph, a Mr. Freeze xenomorph, Poison Ivy, Scarecrow. Dude, that sounds it, awesome. I gotta read that. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. It, it's a little goofy. Don't you think it's a little, it's a little bit on the silly side. Comics, but I mean, if, right, if comic, comics can't be ridiculous, then what can, right? right? I, I, I had, I was like, it, it's groan inducing at some point. Sure. But it's a good kind of groan. Like mm-hmm. the, the Joker Xenomorph giggles. <laughs> and, and spit, and he's, the DNA, Took such hold over the xenomorph that its lips turned red, and its skin is pale. So, and you know, like I find that a little bit goofy too. That Mister Freeze's DNA was altered to such a degree that, when spliced with the 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 alien, that not his true DNA took effect, but the 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 altered DNA. You know what I'm trying to say, like. Um, the scarecrow. How is his DNA different than an ordinary human being? Mm-hmm. It's not, but I don't think it is anyway. I mean, it, the scarecrow's modus operandi is not physical. It's more of those things that he concocts, the the gas and stuff, right? But he looks the, like the alien xenomorph looks like the scarecrow, which is doesn't make a whole lot of sense, like. The, the physical characteristics of the scarecrow in costume was transferred to the xenomorph. Like, that's just weird. But it's fun, and it's silly, and, and there's a xenomorph at the end that will make you say, oh shit. And I'm not gonna tell you which member of the rogues gallery it is, but let's just say that it's retractable jaw thing does some serious business on one character. Hmm. Their head head just explodes. That's how big this thing is. It's crazy. 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 Um, the Superman, Batman, Aliens, Predator was written by Mark Schultz. Uh-huh. Illustrated by Ariel Olivetti. So it looks like a movie. Uh, Todd Klein did the letters. Again, I don't think Superman would have any problem with the with either the predator or the the xenomorphs but in this he does to a certain degree they 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 encounter a group of predators that were stranded on earth uh, during the ice age they've been here since well let's just say what 15,000 years right and um they're living inside of a dormant volcano because they can't stand the cold and when they encounter superman they look at him as a god, like he's the sun god. First of all, Batman tames the predators by beating their, their hero. He tasers them and becomes like the, the leader of the predator clan. Uh, but it doesn't last long as, as things are 
in in Predator universe, and um, the dumbass Predators had a cache of alien eggs on board their ship because they got a hunt, right? So they um, unleash the aliens. So this is, we're led to believe that the aliens and the predators have been on Earth for at least 14,000 years, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Right? But the chances that the predators have taken, I mean, I'm sure they don't care because the hunt is all, right? By unleashing something as toxic and as easily um, dispersible. There's got to be a queen, right? If there's eggs, there's got to be a queen somewhere. Because the the so the warriors don't make eggs uh, or face hunters, right? It's just the 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 whole biology of the xenomorph just fascinates me. Um, they're scary shit because they can reproduce like and they mature so damn fast. I think they go from. Chestburster to full-on warrior drone in like a day. How fast was it in the first movie? It was really quick, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it was. I mean, obviously, it was meant to be. They weren't. Yeah, it was had to be. Yeah, but I mean, let's be honest. You get in close quarters with an alien, you're gonna die, unless you're Ripley or Bruce Wayne. But I mean, I just had such a good time with this book. It's one of those things where you can just like. Lean back, let the stories take you away. Beautiful art throughout this book. Ariel Alvetti, oh goodness. He draws a really sharp Batman. Yeah, that would make sense. Very, very sharp. The broad Batman. shoulder, like, the, 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 the lack of neck. It makes sense that he would. Yeah, that very, very faithful to both the alien and predator design. I mean, it's Alvetti, so he's got a very keen eye for capturing Likeness. You can add one more person to that list to uh, Ripley and Bruce Wayne. You can add Newt to that list. With the new movie, you can add Newt to it. Yes. The movie that's going to... The movie that is legit. The the, the actual real movie. Yeah. That scene in Alien 3, you know... We we all have our most loved scenes, but is, isn't it odd that the most hated scenes are the ones that we carry with us throughout life? That scene single-handedly, it disgusted me to the point where I I, I don't have the, the words, the adequate words to describe how much I loathe both that movie and that scene yeah, in particular. I mean, it, it set the stage for the rest of the movie. I mean, there might have been some cool parts that mattered. And, rest and, of the movie, rest of the series. Well, yes. No, you're you're yeah. absolutely right there. Yeah, but it was it, it's just like and oh, but you know, Dave Fincher and it's like yeah, okay, so so you had a talented director, but it still that doesn't mean that this the story or the movie was all that great. But I mean, it was just it was man, it was such a that, that letdown. Wasn't David Fincher. The the semi accomplished David Fincher. Right, no, that was early. That was, that was MTV Video yeah, David yeah. Fincher. Yeah, and it's and didn't Lemire, uh, who not Lemire, some one of one of a comic book writer had something to do. Was that Joss Whedon had something to he do with to, Did he have to do with Resurrection or did he have to do with uh... one of them? I I I try and blank out everything after I after I heard those ribs crack. <laughs> I, I'm done. I I'm finished Be, because. You know, Aliens is one of the all-time 
greatest science fiction movies. And from visual to story to, I mean, everything about it's really close to perfect. And to do that, not only with uh, Newt, but Hicks too. Just let's just yeah, eliminate. I know. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I ain't having it. But anyway, run as fast as your tiny little feet can carry you, and get this trade paperback because it is awesome and a whole boatload of fun. That, well, as soon as it gets here, I'll I'll be able to co-sign it. Joss Whedon has a writer credit in uh, Resurrection. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I'm looking. You know, it, it's. Yeah, I didn't read everything in that trade, which is why I had no problem ordering it. Um, and it, no, go no, ahead. no, it's, it, it's just, just like the Panic in the Sky that I'm waiting on and the most recent one, um, the Superman Dark Horse, um, where you have Superman teaming up with Madman or Tarzan or, oh, uh, so I'm, that- that Superman Tarzan? Oh my God, is that beautiful? I believe it. Have you not read I that? I've never read it. Oh, it's it's amazing. I will I will talk with you about that after you've okay. read. it. I love that book. Awesome. But um, unfortunately, I didn't read the Wildcats uh, chapter, no. so I can't come. I, I didn't. I I wanted to mix it up. I didn't want to spend all my time in 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 one trade. So I read something else for this week. So maybe you know I'll go back and and read that wild. I love Wildcats. I really do. That's one of the. Uh, I have a complete run. I thought so. Of all, of all the Wildcats yeah. incarnations, love it. I just didn't get to it. Just ordered it on its way. Yay! Yeah, I didn't pre-order that. I guess because I don't. I haven't read much of the. Uh... I've read. I haven't read much of the the uh, alien comics, so they're largely they're they're more good than not. They're they're for every really you know mediocre one. There's there's like five or or six excellent ones. Mm-hmm. That's one thing you could say about Alien. It's the comics. Dark Horse did a really great job. Well, it was that. one of their main franchises for a long time. Yep. Yeah. Back from Dark Horse Presents. And John Byrne even did it, some aliens. DHP, son. So, and of course, Simonson. Of course. Yep. Respect. Entertain. Entertain me. Love it. What do you got? Well, who was my artist of the year last year? Rick Veach. Come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Platt. You, know, you should have been. <laughs> I love your storyboard, dude. Uh, for movies I haven't seen. Uh, Who was artist of the year last year? Who was my choice uh, for artist of the year? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Who was mine? Dude. <laughs> you say, Mon Frere. That's French, in case you didn't know. Look out of you. <laughs> Who's who is it? Just tell us. Let the cat out of the bag. David Rubin. That's right. Hercules. Hero, but yeah. But Hercules. Yeah. And Aurora West. Yes. Yes. And you got another David Rubin joint, and you're going to tell us about it. Yes, sir. Nice. This is by Boom. <laughs> woot woot. Uh, it is a $14.99 trade paperback. Uh, wow. 
an original graphic novel uh, by Mr. Kurt Pyers, David Rubin, with Michael Garland, uh, also involved with the book. It is called The Fiction. Oh, and nice. I dare say, Vince, that you would adore this book. Send it to me. Uh, I will. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, I will. I will read the little caption because it sums it up far better than I could. Years ago, four childhood friends discovered a box of strange books that transported them to a beautiful imaginary world. But on their journey, one of them went missing within, never to be found. Now, having grown up harboring this terrible secret, another friend mysteriously disappears, and it's up to the remaining two, Max and Casey, to dig up their dusty books to find him, finally facing reality through fiction. Wait a minute. They disappear in the books? Yes, so as kids, they discover a collection of books which are essentially magical, and as they start reading them, they are transported to whatever world that they're reading about. High concept, love it. So, but during one of the the times, one of their buddies uh, disappears uh, and never comes back. So they drift apart from the stress of that, pretend like it never happened, it's treated like a missing child, and and they grow apart, and just over time, by this point, they pretty much all act as if that was all a figment of their imagination in the first place. But um, but the third person, not Max and Casey, who's now married, uh, happily married and uh, living his own life, um, is pulled into one of the books um, against his will uh, back in. And so um, he has remained good friends with Casey. And when she when he's reported missing by his wife, she knows what's going on. because She sees the book on the floor. And then goes to find Max, who is estranged from them for many, many years, and basically says, you know, what happened and that we need to go into the world, to the fiction, and get him back. Wow, there's a little little Peter Pan vibe coming for from sure. this, too. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh, so they're drawn into the world, and it's very – you said high concept. It's very high concept. I mean, it, it, on, on one level, it is about getting lost in this world of fiction and what it would be like in unbridled imagination. But there's also some pretty cool – Dalliances with order versus chaos. Nice. It's even got a little bit of the Lost vibe. Remember when uh, Lost got a little wonky with the Titus Welliver thing and his bro? And it was oh like, yeah. Was it Cain yeah. and Abel? Was it order and chaos? Was it good and evil? There's kind of we don't know. Right. There's kind of that going on. Um, there's a, a character who's clearly evil. I mean, he's 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 uh, drawn like with 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 very glowing red eyes and and he's he's all black and he's got you know. He in classic David Rubin style, he can morph into these horrific, monstrous visages, and 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 he is essentially he's using these kids. Well, they're not kids anymore, but these people as pawns to try and draw out another, whether it be I don't want to say God, but some other type of major being who he has a gripe against, but he can never find him. And this guy is essentially a giant gold creature. With kind of like a open, like his head is drawn almost as if like it's a, it's almost like the Krang. He's got like this pink brainy thing that's at the top of his head and it's, oh. it's exposed. But, but, uh, I choose to believe this is order versus chaos. Um, because the, the, the way that the world is depicted when it's under control of this, this evil creature is very chaotic. And then the, the golden dude is like in this really pristine suit of armor and he's very orderly and he stands straight with his shoulders back and his, hands behind his back and he's very so I, I, they don't but they kind of leave it up to you to decide again is it is it good evil is it god devil is it order chaos i mean that's 
what it is is not as relevant, I guess, is the point that is these are two very almost cosmic level adversaries trying to control this particular part of the of the universe or existence. Um and it's uh it's just another amazing visual escapade by my man Rubin. He's uh he's on that next level, Paul Pope level, I'm telling you people. I I know yeah. I know people might think that's blasphemous, but I think I'm safe in saying it because Paul Pope handpicked him to be his illustrator in Aurora West. So I mean Paul Pope clearly thinks that he's up to snuff. Um I think that's blasphemous at all. Cool. Uh so it's it's a relatively short uh, book, I, I, it's, you know, maybe, I don't, I see page numbers, but it's maybe like a, it's probably like five comics worth, uh, maybe a hundred. For 15 bucks? 120 pages, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so, um, and, you know, I have to admit, I, I don't know if, like, I said OGN, I, let me double check, it's possible this was a, a series, oh, I'm sorry, it was, it was a limited series, um, one, four issues, issues, um, came out, Last year, so sorry about that. So this is the collection of that limited series. Don't let that happen. I know, I know. I should have read that in the credits before. All right, in the battle of order versus chaos, Mm -hmm. I would never take up arms for our order. No kidding. Never, never. never. (laughs) Order, order is evil. Order is spreadsheet cells and regimented (laughs) regimented behavior and no i'm all about the chaos i know you are i know you are who would you fight for well you know who i fight for (laughs) (laughs) get in line bitch mortal enemies (laughs) no Uh, no we wouldn't because i'd convince you about the of the error of your ways but uh, i don't want to spoil the story but it's self-contained i will say that uh, they are brought back into the world and uh, let's just say that um, they go in looking for their missing friend and maybe find the other one too Ah, oh, I got to get this. Um, but it's very cool. It's very existential. Uh, it definitely leaves you thinking. Uh, if you're not into, um, it's a chaotic book. So even though I was joking about defending order, if you're, if you're into linear storytelling, if you're into very clear A to B to C plot with a definitive conclusive ending, not your type of book. This is not that kind of book. Uh, if you're into a wildly creative visual journey that, that, intertwines lots of high concepts like um, existence and uh, uh, the ability of the mind to create reality and uh, the, uh, you know, the ability to escape one's problems through fiction and creative universes. This is a wonderful uh, little, little, little project by these gentlemen. And, uh, you know, I bought it purely on the auspice that it, I saw it in in previews as as David Rubin being involved. But but you know, I don't. I mean, Kurt Pyers wrote a great story too. So I, I highly highly recommend this. And I believe on in stock trades you can get this for I'm guessing eight ninety nine would be my guess. It will be mine. So so it's called the fiction, and it's by Boom. Enjoy it. I think I will. Yes. You know what? It's going to be a little boom heavy episode because I have a boom book as well. Boom, shalak, lock, boom. I do not yeah. actually. What do I, you have, sir? I I do have I do have some uh, some back of the book, back of the previews catalog. I do have one book, but actually, I real quick, I do have a thank you, um, uh, because. I received a Kickstarter reward yesterday. 
Damn it. So yes, you did because you're in the backers list in the back, but this is, uh, from Phil Buck and our good pal, Jason and I met at, uh, at Heroes, uh, Joseph Freistuller, and it is the not so golden age. So that first issue came out and he included. Wait, did I not, did I back it? I don't know. I don't think I, I, it's not an alphabetical order. But like when you no, for real, I'm surprised. I, I, that's that's an omission. If I did, and I apologize to to Joseph, I I, I fully intended to, and I but I didn't get a copy. That's why I'm wondering if I didn't. Unless it's it on is the, the way. It, it's no. the mirror universe. Mirror, mirror universe. This episode yeah, that I backed the Kickstarter that Jason. Did oh not. man, well, apologies profusely if I didn't. I, I that was not a slight intentional slight. Is because the backers are David A. Price, Vince B, uh, and a few other people. Hmm. Ray is on here. James Force. I mean, it's the usual Dang. gang of, of suspects that. Hard that idea for a backer. It, it's true. <laughs> um, but if, I mean, you should, if, if you did not, if, if, like Jason, you didn't back this, you don't have the issue, uh, you can, um, there, there is a, you can read the webcomic at, uh, notsogolden.com. But is, the, the, the characters are primarily public domain characters. Yeah. It's a, it's, yeah. it's a retirement home. I have not, read it yet so uh i did of course you did so um we can uh we can talk about it next yes, week yes we will because it's good i just want to say one thing before we go before we move on i think it's a million dollar concept i and i i, I think that he, i think he has struck gold with this wow. if this book no if this book gets into the right hands and you know that's that's the trick to get somebody important, a mover and a shaker yeah. within the entertainment industry to to, to gaze upon this book. Mm-hmm. This book, this could be a franchise series. Wow. Yep. No, it's the the concept at the core of this thing is great. It is a su- super solid concept, and I, I really dig Joseph's art. It's it, yep, it, it it's fitting for this. I I, I like yeah. it a lot. Uh, and there is a awesome. Pinup by Mr. Daniel White. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I. What was the original art? Well, that's the thing. The, uh, the, the original art, uh, and this is the thank you part. The thank you is that I backed the Kickstarter. The thank you is, uh, included with my comic was the submission Joseph did for our 2016 album art. Oh, uh, neat. Nice. So it's the, and Joseph did the awesome one with the, uh, the one, one and 11 o'clock comics. You have Spider-Man in one, Deadpool in another, and, uh, and Man-Thing in the background. Mine, he doesn't know me at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit upset, a little bit, you know, I got a Man-Thing. Seriously, come on, Man-Thing, what am oh, I going to do? No, with no, no. That, that matches <laughs> nothing you already have. No, it is so nice. He's drippy and he's, oh, it's great. So thank you, Joseph. And it's, it was just, it's amazing. And, but like I said, I did my part for 11 o'clock comics this week and I read the book hoping to talk about it. But unfortunately, you know, my, well, my co you know, well, uh, Oh, I would have loved to have talked about a, uh, a, a DC and Dark Horse Aliens collaboration, <laughs> but that didn't happen either. And I'm looking at the order and, and what also, uh, hasn't been filled is the, uh, the Dark Knight universe presents that, that, that Joker fill in one shot. So. Oh yeah. yeah so things are moving right I, along. Um. You know what's really, sometimes things 
I don't, I, I don't know why, but sometimes things, they kind of fall through the cracks. Like I ordered, um, Justice League 3000, uh-huh. the first two trades, mm-hmm. like two, three orders ago. Okay. I, and I, I, I haven't seen them but yet. That's the thing, and usually, not... usually they'll, they'll fill those, like they won't, if they have them, they'll fill them immediately. Right. Like I'll get them next order. But the, the Justice League 3000, they must be on back order or something. I mean, I didn't get them. That's the, um, and I don't, I mean, has, have you seen that issue? That Ramita Jr. with Joker? No. So, I mean, it's, it's probably not even out yet, which is why obviously it's not filled. Right. And I did not, that was a late order because they don't mind those, but I, I had to, um, send Christina a message asking her to, um, to add it to my order. So I, I didn't order it the month it was solicited. It was the next month, but still, um, I, I was a little surprised that I mean, because that was that was like a December. Are you guys in for any of the DC Rebirth? Hell yeah! Did you buy the bundle, Vince? No, no, I, I, I didn't. didn't. Um, you guys in for any of the the uh, reinterpretations of the? You want to know what I ordered? Barbera? The only uh, one I did not get the bundle because of the wacky Raceland. All I did was I ordered Scooby Apocalypse for uh, for Renee's friend and uh, the Future Quest for me. Well, you see what's coming out this month. They're, they added another I, one to the mix. No, I yeah. haven't. I, I haven't looked. Flintstones. It. Scary. Oh, looking, okay. Man. Yeah, I think I might have to get that for Renee. The wacky Raceland really hurts my heart. Like I, 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 I saw the cover to number three in this previews. I, I, I it's it's an affront. Mm-hmm. It's an affront. It is, and that's what put me off all of the books. We, I give them a try though, I love the source material so much. I know. I ordered the bundle. I'm getting the the Scooby number one and the the uh, um, what's the other one? The the Doc Shaner book, yeah, future. future Quest, and and I'm continuing with Future Quest just because of Doc Shaner mm-hmm. and Jeff but, Parker. Yeah, well, yeah, more more. Future. I know. Wow, I know. I know. I love Doc Shaner's art. I it's love awesome. it. Love it's it. Beautiful art. It, it's fantastic. But the wacky race or the. Yeah, I don't even want to call it wacky. It's called races. wacky race, race, twice race. Yeah, no, I can't even. Th- that it's race wasteland has disturbed me, shaken me to the core. Oh, I'm just ah, I don't need. Now it. the the reason why uh, it's bad judgment. Uh, if if somebody would green light that, what does that say about the rest of it? I mean, sight unseen. We haven't read any. Well, of these a little books. pushback there. I mean, I, I know where you're coming from, but a little pushback. I mean, Marvel and DC routinely put out books that were like, what? But they put out lots of books that we love. So I know, I know, but that's just, you're right. It's an affront. But I'm also, there's probably a reason why they didn't put it out during the initial launch month that they waited or they're staggering. I'm surprised it's, I mean, it's probably, it might have been completely overlooked if Flintstones came out before. Now I don't know what else is I mean after Flintstones, I don't know what they're going to introduce um next month or if that's pretty much if those are the four books. I thought there may have been uh oh, is is there a Space Ghost book coming or is it just bundled in with the future quest? I think that's in future if quest, but if they're smart, they'll get Steve Rue to do a space well, ghost. Well, which is book. why he Yeah, well or if, I'm thinking that he'll he'll do a space ghost cover, a variant cover. Space but, ghost. Um I did not order the rebirth bundle and because the priest deathstroke isn't coming out until August, um I was looking through the um the solicits for it 
for, for, for last month to order it because the, the rebirth magazine or the DC previews came with this most recent previews, which I'm still going through. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only real book that caught my eye, uh, was the new action comics because it's, <laughs> it's, it's the new, it's the return of, of the Superman that, that I enjoy reading. So I did not order those two issues because it's inevitable that it will cross over into the other Superman title. So I figure I'll just buy them when, when they're discounted or on clearance or I'll wait for a trade. Mm-hmm. I ordered two, pre-ordered two rebirth titles. Uh huh. Okay. Superman in action. That's it. I bought the box. Well, that's that's four, but I I was gonna hold off. I said, nah, you know what? I'll I'll play this a little close to the vest and wait till the books come out. And then I saw the cover of an action comic. I believe it's an action comics that's coming up, and the character that was on that cover. I said, I can't wait. I got to order these. But you're gonna wait you know, because you get. Yeah, and who is it? Who is that character, David? It's um. Well, there's on, on the cover. Come on, it's a no-brainer. Who is the character? It can't be Doomsday. Oh yeah, it is. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, it Maybe is. What... No, no, oh boy about it. Freaking Doomsday. Yes. The uh. Woohoo! No, I I I had both issues of action in my um in my cart, and then I was going through that. Then I started doing my my paring down, and um. I had to get them there half price. What is it's this like pairing that you speak of? There's a buck and a half. Yeah, really, us, seriously. You know, some of us over on this side can't, uh, can't really push. <laughs> Especially when when the the, uh, the the order arrived on Saturday. Renee comes into the house. She's like, "Yeah, this feels like books." I'm like, "Well, it's Scotty's. It's I hate Fairylands in this, so that's why it's this." <laughs> so she's like, "Yeah, all right, we'll see about that." And I'm pretty sure I I don't know if it was that may have been a skip month because I think uh, the trade came out. But yeah. Um, but one of the one of the comics I did read that came in the most recent box is from Oni Press, and it is written by uh, Mr. Christopher Sabella from uh, High Crimes, and uh, it is illustrated by Robert Wilson the Fourth. It is Heartthrob. Oh, and this was pretty interesting. It takes place in uh, early 1977. Uh, back in the day and the, the idea is basically, uh, Callie gets a heart transplant. She's, she, she, she grew up. She was really sick. She had, uh, she had issues way back in the day. Um, she was never really all that healthy. Uh, there was a, um, uh, Congenital heart defects is what the doctors diagnosed her with. So, mm-hmm. uh, she didn't get to do a lot of playing or hanging out with boys. People felt sorry for her. So she, she ended up leaving town and, uh, she, she moved to Stanford, California because she found out that, um, science was actually catching up to her dreams and, and able to, uh, transplant and, and, uh, replace organs. So she's like, the hell with it. I'm going for it. She, uh, she moves to this town. She works at an insurance company. Uh, she's basically just kind of going through the motions just so that 
she she's on the list. She's just got to wait, and it's it's about a five year wait. So she's um she's just biding her time, and she she ends up getting the transplant. It's successful. It takes. Uh, there's a page where she's uh, recuperating, doing the whole rehab thing. She goes back to work. Works trying to dick her over uh, about this whole oh you know a previous ailment and uh, you know it wasn't disclosed and insurance and bullshit right there. yeah so um, <laughs> so so she she all of a sudden she kind of just she's like fuck this she's like this is bullshit See? I'm going back to my work I'm going back to back to the work I got to do you guys can basically eat a dick and. Um, and and I'll I'll be back tomorrow and uh everything's good. So she's doing her thing, but she is it's it's almost a 180 because we don't know her before the heart transplant. We're getting some flashbacks as she's telling her story, but this is we're 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 relying on her word that this is basically not her usual reaction to things. She would she would normally just, you know, take it and and uh <laughs> And, and and just <laughs> live with it and not and not fight back or argue or or you know should roll over take it up the whatever you want to say so she um, careful David we're going to be accused of misogyny she's uh, a pig she's a pig yeah <laughs> so she is dating if you want to call it dating Barry who's also in the office with her he sits at the desk next to her um, he's kind of blowing her off a bit and. Uh, that motherfucker. Right? So she's like, well, we'll, um, he's like, listen, I, I, I gotta work through lunch today. We'll, we'll, we'll talk later. She's like, all right, fine. Um, she's like, deuces. She's like, meet me at the do drop in about eight o'clock. Cause every town's got a fucking do drop in. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's so, true though. It is though. It was one in Yonkers right on the court. Anyway, oh, there was, um, so, so she's there and she's had like seven shots. But they've taken like no effect. Normally, after like one or two, uh, the bartender's letting her crash on top of the pool table until the next morning. But she is mm-hmm. really not feeling it. She's, uh, she, she's asking for another drink. Bartender's kind of ignoring her. Uh, she's asking for a cigarette. Bartender's still ignoring her. This guy shows up and says that, um, he keeps them behind, under the, he keeps them behind the counter underneath where you're sitting. So she reaches over, steals a cigarette. And, um, she's like, you know, I, I, I kind of like you. Do you want to dance? Do you want to, you know, hang out? And she turns around and the dude's gone. So she, uh, she ends up going back home, crashes on the couch, has a bit of a dream. The alarm clock wakes her up. She goes back to work and, uh, she got to work late and Barry's sitting right there like, Hey, better late than never. And, she, and, and so she kind of rips into Barry a bit and then talks about how, um, he never, he never showed up. At the bar, what the hell was up with that? He's like, listen, I'll, I'll, um, I, I had to work into the night, so we'll, we'll talk when I come back from lunch. While he's away with his work click, she picks the lock to his desk drawer and goes through some of his paperwork. Turns out that he is sleeping with Janice from HR, the woman who was sitting across from Callie at the table saying that, you know, we're going to either, uh, we're not paying for, the operation you just had. And, and so she, uh, she Savage. finds out that, uh, that Barry is not only sleeping with Janice, but he's basically using Janice to get a promotion himself. That mother. Oh. Serious. 
Dude is just <laughs> ratchet, just straight up ratchet. Shit. He's turned. <laughs> so then we get a little bit more of a flashback with with Callie about the guys that she's dated and and uh, I just I just learned that word. Seriously, you learned it. Turn, wow. turn, yeah, my daughter. Uh, she get turned out. I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means. <laughs> she's uh, so there's 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 some neat little um. Neat little tricks. Callie's thinking about the dude that she met at the bar. He shows up again. She asks the bartender, listen, get whatever this guy wants to drink and, and get me another one. And the bartender's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think, I think maybe you've had a little bit. I think you're done. I think you're good. You, you, you've had enough, Callie. And she's like, no, that's why I want another one. Cause I didn't have enough. And she's like, Hey, you never got Excuse this guy this drink. The whole thing, the way it plays out, they don't, Sabella does not. Hits you over the head with this isn't quite what it seems. And it's pretty easy, especially if you've seen Fight Club and, and there are little things you can pick up. So he's subtle in that regard. It's not, he's not heavy handed in the way mm-hmm. he's laying out some of the characters. Um, but the guy she's talking to is Mercer and we find out later on in the issue who Mercer is and why he's in her life, how he came to be. Eventually, Callie's like, fuck this, peace out, I'm out of here, I'm leaving the job, and she is completely acting differently than she did when she first got to Stanford. Uh, but it turns out that we see that, uh, Callie has always had some issues. She's, she grew up troubled, and apparently when she left home to go to California, uh, there's a panel where she's talking about how, how miracles cost money and, and, and my new heart is a miracle. And since miracles need money, I need this money more than the owners at the bookstore I'm working at need. And she basically robs the till and oh, so, so, so she's, she's, she's never really been an angel. Uh, but the last page is, is a hell of a cliffhanger. I'm dying to see where it's going. It's, it's, it's a really funky setup. The, the pages are packed. Wilson the fourth is doing a fantastic job with the art. It's, um, it's strong. Yeah. It's solid. Uh, the, uh, the colors are by, is it, it's, um, Nick Filardi and it, it's, it, it fits the, the, the tone of the art and, and the setting. Uh, but it's, 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 I'm, I don't, I don't want to say I'm impressed because I've read Sabella's work before, but it's, it, um, it exceeded any expectations I had. And, and, and I'm glad that, uh, that I've, I've continued the order of the book and it's, it's, it's thick too. I mean, it is pretty much jam packed and I don't, it's been a while since I've read an only single issue. I think uh, an old issue of the six gun was the last thing I ordered, but there is, um, the, the inside front cover is the credits and the inside back cover is, uh, is a little bit of, um, is promotion basically with, uh, Chris and Robert breaking down their convention appearances until April and, um, no, I'm sorry, until September and where to send mail to and, and the covers of the next issue. And then the back cover is for, uh, Kaiju Max Fugitive, Fugitive Unit. So it's, this thing is just, there is no, there's no padding. There's no filler. It's, it's, it's a thick issue. It's all, I think it's, um, 
I, I like the era. I, I was born in the early 70s, so the late 70s, early 80s, I kind of like stories set in, in, uh, during those years, but this, this looks pretty cool. It, it's not, some things about it may be a little predictable or, or, or you saw them coming, but it's not, uh, it, it doesn't slow it down or, or, um, make it feel like a chore or I guessed it and, you know, and now you're, you're done with it because you don't, there's no surprise to it. There's still there's still things to come, so I'm I'm kind of stoked for that. Seventies is my golden age. It is. Yeah. Old. Well, a little bit. <laughs> Doesn't sound too bad. No, it's the, it it's it's very intriguing, and that's saying a lot because it sounds like a borderline slice of life story, mm-hmm. which which is a hard sell with me. Yeah. It is, but it is, that yeah. sounds like something that I would want to read. Yeah, I think you would. I, I, I think you dig it. And it's, uh. And with Wilson 4 on it too. I mean, that's, there's, that's a soft sell right there. You don't need to push that. And I, I don't know if it's a, like, I can see it being a, a miniseries or, or something on TV, but it doesn't feel like this is a pitch. It's not like it's from Legendary. So it doesn't right. feel like they're just, Throwing something out there, hoping to get optioned. It, it's, um, it's still a solid story. It's, I just, I don't know how long they can run with it. I don't, I mean, nothing about it says that it's a miniseries, a limited series, or, you know, it's, it's issue one of six or eight. I just, I don't know, but, um, I, I like the idea that it's kind of open-ended right now. I don't know how long it's going to run. And, uh, and, and that's, that's kind of exciting on in, in that regard too. So, you know, and I just I yeah, I, I I'm curious to know and it's and doing something like this, this isn't kind of the first time I you know, if if you saw the Michael K movie The Hand, I mean there's certain things about it where <laughs> they can kind of take the concept and and so in in Cali it was a heart, but if they end up going, you know, they they can introduce other characters, other donors, other other organ transplants and you know, so it's they, they kind of have a, a, a whole world they can play in, but right now, as far as this, this was a, this was a solid setup. I, I, I definitely recommend this. Cool. Sounds very awesome. good. It does. It does. Spin it around to me. Sure. Uh, yeah. Is that what we're doing? Well, sure. All right. I want you to repeat after me okay. the title of this book Second. because it is with great joy that I say these two words. Uh-oh. Space ducks. Oh, Say it. Space ducks. Space ducks. <laughs> Holy shit. Space ducks. Cool Comics presents Space Ducks number one, The Duck War. Okay? Mm-hmm. If I didn't know by the spine and the back cover that this was published by Boom, mm-hmm. I would think this would be a picture box book. Wow. May they rest in peace. Mm-hmm. It's a hardcover. $19.99, which is a bargain. Um, oversized hardcover, full color by Daniel Johnston. Google him if you don't know who it is, please. It was designed to look like it was created by a high schooler in science class. Oh, that's crazy. Draw, drawing behind um a a uh, a stand up textbook you know it looks like a kid drew it but that's not a dig i love art brute i love unrefined 
artistic um, embellishment. It's a it's a book that's giddy with just creation. It really is. It it, it there are words that are intentionally misspelled. There are words that are left out of sentences. Um, the the layouts are sparse. There's a lot of white space. Sometimes full page. Sometimes there's four pages per page. Like he gangs up four pages. Most of the pages are signed. Daniel Johnson. Um, the 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 creator is inserted into the narrative. Like the ducks actually know who Daniel Johnson is. It's 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 insane. It's that's that's an understatement. It I love everything about this book. Um you know, I I have a pretty wide berth when it comes to artistic styles. This is um dead center of everything I love. It's unpretentious. There's a bravado on every page that I mean, you've seen kids draw comics, right? There's the 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 reason for for creating comics doesn't have to be this deep, convoluted, um, high concept. I mean, this is just a war between the Nada Ducks and Satan. That's it. That's all. That's all you need to know. The, the Satan, right? Who's what side do you pick? I don't know. I'm torn, right? Um, so. General Duck is on on board a plane. Twat Airlines, right? Oh, <laughs> it's so stupid. The Duck War, way out in the galaxy. The Ducks have won the war forever. You too can win. Story and art by Daniel Johnston. Um, so General Duck is on board a plane, and I guess in this universe you take pills when you're when you're on board a plane because a, a oh, flight attendant. Page right now. A flight attendant comes, give him some pills, and as he's drifting off to sleep, the false prop- prophet whispers things in his ear. Sleep, sleep, you must know, we could save all. I know about the ducks, I need your help, right? And, and, he, he, you don't know whether the, the, the space war between ducks and Satan takes place in General Duck's slumber or is it is is it an actual thing right you don't know um so i want to i want to read to you some of the (laughs) some of the dialogue in this thing because it is amazing where's that one page damn it Mm. um post-it notes with that no but you know some and like i said it's the pages they're dripping with bravado as they're looking for satan planet they're like they find it and it's it's the one of the ducks says, "Get set, ducks! Let's destroy." Red alert! This is the biggest war yet, and let's destroy this planet. We agree. It's the Worset Vampire Planet, and worse Worset is spelled W O R S E T. So there's like intentional misspellings to to infuse this thing with a uh, like a n- naivety that speaks to a teenager or a young kid. And it's anything but. Like, Daniel Johnson's not a young guy. I mean, he's not old, but he's, you know, he's like my age, right? Um, so, page after page of, let's attack Satan Planet. We found it. It's Satan Planet. Let's destroy Satan. And it's like, you don't get tired of mm-hmm. it. Be- because the art, the art's just, uh, it's, it's just 
dripping with 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 joy stopped into a satanic church the one day i'm scared i've never been so excited these are ducks in spacesuits with helmets on like bubble helmets and the the line work is just black marker and it's colored with marker and johnson doesn't care that the yellow he uses for this the duck skin spreads some of the black line so it's sloppy it's just i'm seeing, it's just I'm a, seeing pages here they're somewhere and the one duck says i'm getting bad vibes here and then the other duck says yeah let's split like let's split like a banana and hot fudge <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the my favorite panels is the dawn of the space ducks wars trilogy and trilogy is spelled t r i l a l a g e e and one duck says glory beer to god we've won before we've lost again we just can't give up war don't call me james bound and then on the bottom of that page it says hell there will always be wars and fleetwood mac huh. <laughs> <laughs> And the one duck says, "War, sweet war, may it never end." And then, there, then there's another page that just—it's a tank shooting, and it says, "Blam, blam." And the 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 emission from the tank is just as you would expect from a kids' comic—just jagged lines, ye- orange, yellow, and red marker. Just yeah, this plain looks day, literally man. like like a comic that Jackson draws because he draws comics all the time. Like this looks awesome. yeah, and and and. Dude, on the, on the one page you're looking at, Vince, it's a duck. They're they're on a planet, and the duck goes, "No sign of intelligent life." <laughs> it's a revolution. We've got no time to fix the spelling. Seriously. So it's, this is old. This, is... this came out in 2012. Yeah. No. It's oh, did it? Yeah. 2012. Mm-hmm. I slacked off that long. Yeah. This is the biggest. Oh yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm sorry about that, but. <laughs> I mean, I meant to order this, but this, yeah, this was one of the books that I had to cut for obvious reasons. That reason being Dark Horse probably solicited an eerie or creepy archive that month. So I had a trim, you know, just to fit that concept album along with it. Yes. And there's, I want to, there's links to which you can go on the very last page. There's an iPad app. Yes. That goes with this book. Get the Daniel Johnson Space Ducks iPad app. Um, SpaceDucks.com. Hi, how are you? Dot com. He, he, Daniel Johnson designed the shirt that Kurt Cobain wore that said, Hi, how are you? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Play, play your way through the comic book. Destroy demons. Watch Space Duck videos. Hear Space Duck songs. Save the universe. Shop for more stuff at cafepress.com forward slash space ducks. But there's one page and I had the damn thing bookmarked and now I can't find it. But in the future, girls don't wear bras or shirts. So there's a lot of naked women's towards the end of this thing. He looks like a cross between Benny Hill and, and Nick Offerman. And Matt Groening a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. Like, a little bit of Matt Groening. Without the, without the glasses. Absolutely looks like the kind of dude who would draw this book. But, I mean, so far, this was the best thing I've read all year. It's, it well, how could good. it, I can't believe it took you four years to read it. How could it not be, right? I, it's not a ducks and Satan. <laughs> it's funny. 
This looks very funny. Yeah, it looks like it's best... like the little bit of like the Benjamin Mara sort of camp, like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, like the faux faux naivete yeah. and the it's it's amazing and it's it's punk out the ass. I love it. Um, and I You're got this for. I know. I got this for a song at Books a Million. I was perusing the racks and I said, "Oh, damn, Space Ducks! I forgot about that." I'm gonna see. I got it for six bucks. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Space Dog. Say it again one more time. Space Dogs. Love it. Well, you mentioned Jeff, Lem- Jeff Lemire earlier. I did. Well, I read five issues of another Jeff Lemire comic this week. Oh, that's hot. That, did you read it too? Uh, Jeff Lemire? Open it's Valiant. Nah, did you? son. Yeah. Marvel, son. Oh, no, I have... I all. Well, I read Moon Knight. That was it so far. I did. I, I'm nope. not caught up on uh, Hawkeye. Nope. nope, not talking about that either. Wow. Wait, Lemire's in the in the mutant. Um, yes. Oh, extraordinary X Men. Oh, actually, yes. the first six. Sorry, extraordinary X Men one through six with Umberto. Well, it's Lemire and Umberto the first five, which is the first arc, and then the sixth is, uh, which is the first issue of the second arc, is Lemire and Victor Ibanez. Um. First of all, Umberto's a beast. Yes. Uh, yes. I mean, <laughs> you know, I was talking about the Cullen Bunn series a week or two ago and said I enjoyed it in spite of the Greg Land art. Um, this is just, it's, it's nice then to jump back into this series and, and be able to enjoy both, uh, both the, the story and the art. Um, I mean, it's the same kind of thing. They're resetting the, the world here. We, uh, I knew from the other series that Bunn's writing that Storm was running a cadre of X-Men and they were set up at a place called X-Haven in, in, um, in, uh, Ileana's Inferno realm. That's where they're set up. Um, because the Terrigen Mists have, you know, there's still the Inhuman Fallout, right? The Terrigen Mists have been, uh, blanketed across the Earth, which is creating all kinds of new Inhumans, but the Terrigen Mists are killing, um, mutants, convenient. And sterilizing the rest. So as we sit here, it's kind of like the 198 all over again, House of M. Oh, there's, no. there's no, there's, there's, there's no, there's no more mutants. The mutants that are, that are there are sterile. So there's no more mutants. So they're in survival mode, but they have to get off the planet because people are getting, they're getting sick from the Terrigen Mist. So they go to, 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 uh, the Inferno, uh, and get set up and, the team is, uh, I like the team. I like the Lemire's choice for the team. It's, uh, I mean, I know Vince has already tapped out because Storm is the leader, but, uh. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not completely tapped out because I don't love the mutants as much as, anywhere near sure. as, as much as you do. But I will say that whenever Ileana, Belasco, and, and the Ileana's realm popped up, that's the sweet stuff for me. Alright, well then you're good because it's, uh, yeah. so it's, it's Storm is the leader, it's Iceman the, like the, the long-standing adult, uh, Iceman, uh, Magic, Colossus. <laughs> and Colossus looks dope now. He's, uh, he's got like a beard and stuff now. So he, yeah. it's, it's a cool, cool new look for him. Um, Cerebra, who is, it's, it's, it's the, you know, it's Cerebra, like the, the artificial intelligence that they've now embedded in a sentinel body. So they have a, basically one of the X-Men is a sentinel now, but she's not, she's like an AI within a sentinel body. Um, but needless to say, when mutants first show up at X Haven, they're often quite taken aback by her. Um, Nightcrawler, uh, the, the Jean Grey from Bendis's thing, the, the young Jean Grey, and then the 
the conceit that really put it over the top for me, Logan's back, but it's old man Logan. Cause again, yeah. this is, this is post battle world. So he's displaced. So he is now in the, the main Marvel universe. Uh, but it's that Logan. It's the older Logan from old man Logan. Um, and so he and Gene have this really cool, Lemire does this, they have a real cool father, son, uh, father, son, father, daughter vibe going on. Um, he wants nothing to do with helping the X-Men out until she convinces him it's worth doing. Cause if you remember from old man Logan, he's pretty much not used his powers in a long time because of what happened in that, in that Miller run. Um, he, you know, in that, in that future, he ends up killing all the X-Men because he's, he's put under the influence of, and hallucinating and he ends, but he comes to and he realizes he's killed all the, all the X-Men. So he's, he's, he's dealing with that kind of, that kind of heavy drama and reticence, but they do convince him to, to help out. Um, and we are, we're, we're dealing with a bunch of things here. Uh, first of all, um, because of what's been going on, um, the mutants are hated and feared again, like more than ever, uh, on earth. Uh, so we're back to the whole mutie scum. And when people find out that someone's a mutant, they want nothing to do with them. That whole thing. Um, You've got uh, a situation where some of the mutants are disappearing, and uh, that includes uh, Colossus, Nightcrawler, and Magic are all captured by a new group of Marauders, a whole new set of characters, but Marauders. And when you hear Marauders, who do you think their leader is? Sabretooth. No, no, like the big leader, the big bad, like the... Remember, Sabretooth is good in, in, in the Marvel Universe at present because of oh, the, my bad. because of my the uh, Axis event. He's, he's, he's in Bun's book as one of the heroes. Um, okay. it is, uh, Sinister. So Sinister is, Sinister is capturing mutants and doing horrible experiments on them with the idea of trying to create a mutant that can survive in, uh, can survive Terrigen Mists. But mm. it's a Dr. Mangala thing, so, while he's trying to do it to figure out how the mutants can survive, he's really torturing and killing most of the mutants. Um, the X-Men have to deal with Limbo, um, where... Oh, Forge is on the team, too. I forgot to mention that. For, <laughs> that's that's, that's that so fitting, isn't it? I know, it's so true. It's so true. Oh, and Forge. Yeah, Forge. But, <laughs> I love the X-Men and Forge. But Forge built well, a it, shield, which lets the X-Haven exist within Limbo. Um, unfortunately something happens with the shield. And so the X-Men all have to battle a bunch of limbo demons because magic isn't around. She's been captured and they eventually get that all worked out. And then they go looking for Colossus, Nightcrawler and magic come across Sinister and the Marauders do battle. Um, and, um, Sinister has a, pulls a rabbit out of his hat in the form of Scott, uh, which is, if you've been keeping up with the X-Men, that's shocking because Scott is dead. So, he, yeah, Sinister claims that, that Scott, uh, that Scott, he's, he's the only one that he's successfully been able to morph in human DNA with. But it, we quickly find out that it's not really Scott. It's, it's Scott's DNA mixed with an inhuman and it's pretty much a mindless creature. Uh, so forth, so on. Um, and you know, the first arc is kind of just setting the landscape, the new status quo, getting the team together, um, but it had a lot of the notes, not surprising from Lemire, that, that, that were, were great about the X-Men's heyday. You know, you had the, the genuine sense that these were 
family, that they love each other, that they have a dynamic that's beyond simply that they're a bunch of power people that are a good team. Um, there were little moments of, of levity amidst the chaos, which has always been, you know, one of the charming things about the X-Men. Um, there, it's a nice balance of characters. Um, the only nitpick I have, and again, your mileage may vary, is he brings the whole Iceman being gay thing front and center again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, it's so, it's like bully pulpit. Like, like Scott actually asks, he goes into one of the classes at that mansion and actually asks to speak to a knoll, like, like one-on-one. And because of, of course, a knoll is, well, is gay. Right. Yeah. And so he's like, Hey, I just wanted to talk to you because, and, uh, you know, uh, it's true. Like I, I suppressed it. And then when the, the future, the young Bobby came back and confronted, I realized it is true. I've been putting it out. And then it was like, why are you telling me? Because I'm gay. And he's like, yeah, I'm telling you because you're gay and you know, you seem to handle it well. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, wait, this is, a bit. this is a little bit of a, like, it kind of came out of nowhere, but, but it is what it is. So I guess Ramirez is going to run with Scott with, with, uh, I mean, with Bobby being gay. Um, which is, which is fine, but it just seemed heavy handed. Like I missed this or everything else. It just seemed kind of like a forced sort of thing. And like, I, I would have much preferred like just, just make Bobby gay. Like just, we already dealt with it in Bendis's book. Just have him be gay. Have him, yeah. have him like another, you know, I mean, like whatever, like it doesn't have to be like, I didn't feel the need for them to like reestablish that bar. And then like stereotypically pick the only other known gay, gay mutant in the, in the, in the mansion to have the conversation with. But, um, but a small nitpick, because again, it, I don't want to, I don't want to belittle that Limber did a great job with these characters in particular. And he really made me like the new Logan. Um, cause you know, the, like he's, he's different. He's, he's been through a lot. He's spent decades not using his powers. He's in this world that pretty much the villains won. Um, he's even for him at this point, he's old. So he's not, um, you know, he's, he's, he, he has healing power, but it's nowhere near as powerful as it used to be. Um, so yeah, and then the sixth issue, which is the start of the second arc, uh, they head to Weird World. Um, and it's just interesting to me. Marvel seems to be obsessed with two things since they did the, the all new, all different. They're obsessed with the all new, all different X-Men who show up in every fucking book. Every fucking book they show up. And they're obsessed with Weird World. Nothing wrong with that. No, it's cool. It is cool, but it is kind of fascinating. Like I, I feel as though Five or six different books that I've read end up in Weird World. Uh, and this is no exception. But I will say, um, Mr. Abanez's art is a meaningful bit of cold water after five gorgeous issues of, uh, of Umberto. <laughs> so, you know, the art does take a bit of a fall off for me, for my personal tastes. Um, but yeah, you know, Jeff is a great writer. We've always been big fans of his work. So no surprise that he's doing a nice job, but, uh, he's got a real handle for the characters and I'm looking forward to where he goes with this. Um, I have no idea what the second arc is going to be about because I suspect World World's a bit of a temporary, um, embarkation. It's, I, I don't get the sense that's the full, full, the full, full height of the arc isn't going to be there. I think so. Right. Um, one, mm-hmm. would you want to follow Umberto Ramos? No, sorry. I, sorry. I wouldn't. Yeah. And and two, I think they're embracing Weird World because it's a staging area for new characters. Right. Could be. I mean, if 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 your business is IP, and you know you make money off these things, somebody's going to hit someday. 
making new characters. I mean, it, the, the odds are in their favor that, that at least one of these characters or more are going to click. Right. So why not? New characters are what it's all about. And I just checked because I do have more issues to read. But but the good news is um, Mr. Abanez is only a fill-in, it looks like. He does six. Oh, don't be mean. No, again, I, I'm not... I, not as I'm. What I'm really excited about is that is that Ramos isn't done. I, I you know, Ramos is the kind of artist. <laughs> no, Ramos is the kind of artist that can do that. Will do an arc to help spur sales and then move on. Right? He doesn't right. stick around very long for. So it's cool to see he's back for issue eight, which starts the Apocalypse Wars, and nine and ten. So he he does appear to be on the book for more than just the first jump. So that's great. Now, are they grooming Kid Apocalypse as? I mean, is that going to happen? Yeah, I think, or is... uh, well, I don't, I mean, he's involved in it. Whether he becomes Apocalypse or rises up against them, I'm not quite sure how they're, what they're going to do with that. So I haven't mm-hmm. read those issues yet, but yeah, he is involved for sure. Cool. Now, how about Forge and Storm? Are they making the Google eyes? Or no, they're not? Fact, she, just pretending. She, she even busts on him at one point. She's like, I can't even believe I want to like you. Oh, oh man. Poor Forge, so man. Maybe, Nobody... maybe they can have a third gay X-Men and just make it Forge. Yeah. Forge ahead. Maybe make him interesting. Well, not, there's, I mean, North Stars. There's North That's true, yeah, he's still around. Forge is just the Tony Stark of the X universe. That's, what else? Like I mean, Paul, maybe. He's uh, crazy right now, too. He's just speaking biblical verse. He can't, uh, he's in his own head. He can't, uh, they can't break him out of his, like, he's, he's got uh, some kind of, like, post traumatic stress going on. He lost his tail, too. They had to reattach oh, it. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, gotta cut off. Yeah, I think like Prince, um, Nightcrawler became less interesting to me when he found out. <laughs> well, sure. sorry, it's the truth. Um, yeah, it was not a yeah. high point for me with the whole. No. But uh, Ileana, she's up there with some of my favorite X Men. I don't have shit tight and right. I mean, you know, there's one point where Peter's trying to save her, and then she's like, "Nah, son, I got this. You don't need to save me anymore. I'm gonna save you." That's what happens when you hang out with Doctor Strange. She even dro- she name drops him. It's better because there's a there's a new mutant who's na- there's a, a young mutant whose name escapes me right now. Uh, she doesn't have a code name yet. Um, but they discover that one of the things she can do is see like portals to different dimensions. That's how they end up in weird, weird world. But uh, after Ilyana, she also can talk to and control demons. So Ilyana's like keeping an eye on her. And then the girl's like, oh, these, can't you see the portals? And then once she says that, Ilyana can see it too. She's like, oh, I can now. And, uh, Ilyana says, uh, we got, we got to go talk to Stephen Strange. So yeah, that's her, that's her, that's her man. Beautiful. That's her, her cool. mentor. Yep. That's lo- It's logical. Makes sense, right? It carries over from the Bendis stuff. Yeah. When yep. she was, uh, yeah. when she came back and needed help and yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. So I'm enjoying it a lot. I know, uh, when I talked about the, Bun series a few weeks ago got some pushback for some people, some hardcore X fans, uh, Daryl and, uh, Raph included, who love, I mean, Raph loves the X Men. Um, he thought it was kind of a boring run. Um, so I'm curious to see if he's reading Extraordinary because I thought it, thought it was great so far. I mean, look, there's only so many, like, all these characters, they rehash ideas, right? Every year or two, Batman fights to the Joker. Every couple years, the X Men have some kind of persecution or, disease or threat to their existence and they every couple of years they fight sinister like they rehash a lot of things but i've always dug sinister and i think if it's done right it's fun i mean you know it's, it's is it breaking new ground no but it's comfortable it's a comfortable pair of shoes i agree 
I wish I could say that about Amazing Spider-Man. Mm, yeah, you know, it's like it. a ghost town around here with that book. You two, with you two, I, I don't even know what to make of it. Not feeling. I have, you guys I, aren't talking about it. I don't even think twice about it because I'm like, oh, I don't. If they don't want to read it, I don't need to read it. I have right now in my comicsology library. Yeah, I have the la- I have issues nine and ten. I still haven't read them. Mm-hmm. That's sad, right? That used to be the book we used to go to like almost. Oh immediately. my god! Every week you talk about that fucking book. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. No, I Did you it. Got, get, me on, get me plugged into the Spidey verse without having to read it. Right. Did you guys happen to uh, take a gander at Image Plus? The magazine? Not, not yet. Yeah. Yes. What'd you think? Oh, it was, um, it was fill, all filler. I, I think the word I would use is pretentious. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, the interviews I were, uh, I, yeah. I won't name names, but there was an interview in there that I, I would rather have not read because I was like, no, I kind of look at that person with a little bit of a little kind of like a raised eyebrow. Like, really? Are you serious? You take yourself that I seriously? Gotta, I got to say, though, she's quite beautiful. As close to a dime as we have in comic creation. but I think I think she's very, very attractive. But didn't you think but, she came off a little pretentious? A little bit, right? yeah. But um, I as, as I was going through this... The first half of the book, I'm thinking to myself, there is not a title in here that I would order. I actually agree with that. I actually, I do, I completely agree with you, Vince. The, 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 the series they were introducing in the, I'm like, nah, I'm not, I'm out with that one, I'm out with that one. Yeah, yeah, but then you get to the Lemire joint, and I'm like, sure. okay, yeah, I, I got to have that. But the, I mean, the, the, the real reason I bring this up is the, uh, Kirkman Adlard. Oh, yeah. The Rathburn. Negan. Here's Negan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they seriously trying to inject some sympathy into Negan? Well, well they've been. You can't read. I mean, yeah, it's that's that's not new to this. That's that's been going on. Oh, so it's in it's in the, the main. Yeah. The walking. Well, this I don't think this particular story is, but yeah, no, I mean, no, no. But I mean, since... but they've been playing him as someone that you might that you maybe should rethink what you think of like his position. Okay. Because you 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 stopped reading with Glenn's death, right? Or did you read any issues? Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> Let me rewind that. Yeah, all right. I thought I thought we already established <laughs> it. That's why Vince stopped reading, and we were talking about it on the show. But all right. No. See, I'm. Uh, yes, that's exactly when I start. I stopped reading it. So anything that he did. All right. So yeah. After that, because I have, I'm, I'm up to like issue one thirty six or something. So yeah. There's somebody listening to this right now. That's like, do you want to? We should go back. We, we should absolutely go back. We can go back. I, I. No. No. It's, no, it's in no, there. I, no, it's, it's part in, of the. It's part of the the tapestry of the of the. It's canon uh, now. <laughs> that's not, that's not uh, I mean, seriously, that what did that happen five years no, before you? But still, dude, I didn't. You know, I mean, I knew about it because I've just read it about it. Ago. But I just, you know, I mean, I, I'm still reading these issues for the first time. So there are there are people who do not read the comic that are like, oh, I thought this character dies. You know, so I mean, the word is out. I knew, there. I knew he died. That is true. That, that is a particularly well known spoiler because of the TV series, because of the season's TV show. That's true. Even even my buddy that is obsessed with the show, um, that's never read the comic, said to me, "Oh, I, I, because he's like, he he even said, you know, you know, I know Glenn, so it's, I think it's pretty well known." Yeah, even my brother, he was like, "Oh, I heard about Glenn and the guy with the bag." So, I mean, he knew about it, but so you're all right, you're all right. Um, yeah. but since since that time, Vince, it's it's after 
after all-out war, um, the confrontation between Rick and Negan that had a resolution and we pick up about two years later and, and we see where everybody is and, and, uh, with what's going on in Carl's life at this time. So yeah, so it's, it's definitely Negan is still as far as what I'm reading up to is still part of the series, but he is, um, kind of put in his place and, like Jason said, they've been making him a little bit more, uh, yeah, he's not, he's, he's not, he's not the Joker. He's not, he's not just, he's, he's not a, a, a cold, heartless because the way, the way Rick actually, um, the way that conflict was resolved, what, I mean, you could see in, in, cause I thought, I thought Negan was fooling him, but I mean, you could see things play out. And, and Egan's actually talking about what Rick has planned. And I'm like, oh wow, this is an interesting way to, to and, and then I turn the page and it's so, but no, I mean, Egan is still, I, what, what, what's going on in the back of Image Plus doesn't, doesn't surprise me. I could see you having not read it since then that, that it would, I don't know, surprising is, is the right word. But yeah, my impression of the guy is an absolute monster, right. cold, heartless killer. Yeah, and the fact that you make me want to understand this character more kind of pisses me off a little. Well, here's bit. the thing. So when I stopped reading uh, the book, it was not because of what you said, but what? Yeah, go ahead. What? No, I'm, I'm not pissed off at David. I'm just kind of pissed off that I want to know more. <laughs> right, well, I mean, I stopped reading right as the the the, the Negan thing was going getting going too. So right about the same time you quit, Vince. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, having recently reread it and then c- caught up, I really have enjoyed it. And I have to say, my first one of the reasons I gave up the book when I did was because, and I remember having a conversation with Ron Richards about this, who at the time was one of the executives at Image, so he had a vested interest in swaying me otherwise. But um, he thought Nagin was an amazing character, and I thought he was just the governor redo. And I can see now his point because having now read. As far as I've read, he's a far more complex character than the governor. Mm-hmm. And the thing I've enjoyed about Negan, which is a little bit reflective of what you're seeing in this image magazine, previous magazine, is that, yes, he is unbelievably cold-hearted and capable of abject cruelty. But it's not that different than what Rick and the, the main characters have become. And that's the thing. It's like he's the character that's forcing these guys to look in the mirror and say, like, are you really any different? I mean, they've had a long history now of cold-blooded, premeditated murder of a lot of people in the in the belief of protecting their own. And Kirkman does a great job of using Negan in his quieter moments to reflect right back on Rick and... And all his crew and, and make them and make you as the reader say, you know what? They're not really any different than he is. Like at this point, like they're, they've done a lot of shit in the name of protecting their own. Um, and I love that because it's true. Like they're really not much different. And I don't want to get into the most recent developments, but I think they, they take that to heart and make a concerted effort to truly change for the better. Um, and of course it's, it's, it's walking dead. So n- nothing ever ends well. <laughs> well, but, 
but they do try. So I, I, I like the character a lot. He's really a much, Kirkman had a much better fully formed arc with this guy than it appears in that first arc when he just killed Glenn in cold blood. So. All right. I have to admit, I got caught up on fear, the walking dead. No, I didn't. The second season is infinitely more watchable it, than the it first. It is. It is. I just, I'm concerned about, cause the first episode with them all getting to the boat and, and just sailing around it's and the only one I've seen and, and, uh, and Strand just making sure I'm going south and, and that's where we're headed. And then, you know, cause kids are stupid. She's going to be on the radio and, and, Oh, she needs a slap. Yeah. Big, big time slap. And then they end up at, at this island, which was interesting enough. And then, uh, but I'm, I'm like. Now wait, don't. No, 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 the, I'm not, no, no, no. But it's, it's just, I don't know how, I don't know how many episodes this season is. And I don't know if it can, because we're also, because I'm not caught up. I haven't seen the second two episodes yet. I don't know where the flight comes into play because it said during, during the commercial breaks with the regular oh, you mean the dead interstitial right, stuff. You know, from, and yeah. It's like, you know, to find out what happens to this plane, watch Fear of the Walking Dead. And, and so I, I don't know if, if I just, it hasn't, there've been other things I've been watching. It's just been, I had the last two episodes on, on the DVR, but I've been in no rush. They made a huge mistake putting it against Game of Thrones. They, they should have waited till the summer. And the, uh, and cause he, even my brother's like, yeah, I haven't. I, I'm like, I don't. I I just don't care if if I see if I stay current with it, and I can just pick up an episode whenever. And that's kind of the way I feel right now. I think the thing that struck me the most was the the from uh, the first season, which basically happens in like what would you say a week? Not even. Yeah, a week. I mean, sure, give or take for. Uh-huh. Yeah, the the world descends into chaos extremely fast i mean you watch the first episode of season two it's not the outlook is not good i mean you had the air force napalming entire cities like and just that you could tell the production they they got some money because the first episode (laughs) i mean you you see things go down and it's just like when when they when those planes come by and they light up the, the cities, I mean, stuff is, is outlook grim, right? And it's just, it's, it's, it speaks to, I think that's the way it would go down. Things could descend very quickly. Oh, into yes, this, under this, the, this, yeah, sure. In this tribal, um, paradigm that, that pops up where people are just isolated and just like, like what we see in, in The Walking Dead now, where it's just isolated groups of survivors just warring with each other. That's the way it would go down. And it's, so my, my, um, I'm injected into the show much more than I was the first season where it was just like, you know, uh, the whole the whole junky angle and it's just that that yeah. was not comp- compelling to me at all i can't but wait this, for homeboy to get out of grandfather's suit so i mean he's, he's still wearing that that always man, pulling his pants up he's yeah got the old man clothes on that he took from the from, from the dude's deathbed last year yep and the blood still on him that was pretty cool when they showed him leaning back on the ship and he had like the blood spatter still on his yeah. on his clothes that was cool i like that like that a lot 
But no, um, so I have to give the show some, some props. There's, there's merit to this season so far. Uh, good. That, I mean, it's, that makes it all the more likely I'll, I'll watch the DVR episodes soon. What? Yeah, I still don't like Travis at all. No? Just the drug addict? No, no, Travis, no, Travis is, is the father. Oh. Yeah. The, uh, another show that seems to have bounced back after a not so great, well, in my eyes, third season, Orphan Black. Are they still making yeah, it? Yeah, it's now Thursday night. <laughs> I'm kidding, right. kidding. Yeah, they, that lost me last year, so. It did, it did, but uh, they, what's, what's neat is they go back to the beginning. The first episode is a lot of it is like you're not quite sure what's going on just yet, mm-hmm. but you realize you're seeing Beth Child's <laughs> last days. So, and and what what led to her throwing herself in front of that train in the first episode of the first season, and her relationship with art and, and we're just, so we're getting some backstory and, and we're, we're still, we're also in present day, you know, Felix has something going on where, uh, because the third season kind of ended with a, um, almost like a series finale type feel because Sarah and, um, and Kira were basically living in Iceland with, with Mrs. S and, um, and it seemed like, you know, everybody was going to be fine. And, and, um, Rachel with the missing eye, she was being looked after. So it was kind of open ended for some, some of the clones, but, uh, we had kind of an ending and, and this picks up where you're not quite sure what to expect. So they're, they're kind of doing a little bit flashback and, and, uh, and present day stuff and things are going on with, with a couple of the clones and it, it's, but it, I mean, after that first episode, it was a, Huge bounce back after the lackluster third season for me. So I, I, you could probably just completely skip, forget what you didn't see with season three and just start watching season four again. I think you'll dig it. Mm. Okay. God says thumbs up. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of shows I just dropped, man. Like, and I just, I, I oh, might go back and might not. That one, um, uh, Orange is the New Black. I dropped like two ep- episodes in the second, to the next season, last season. Uh, uh, Game of, Game of, uh, House of Cards I dropped, uh, like, Four, and that's another season. one. Fourth season is a hell of a lot better than the third season. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm struggling through Daredevil season two. Stop. What? I am. Yeah. I can't have I'm it. struggling. Have like, it. what are you up I, to? I, the, 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 nothing compels me to, to watch another episode. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's just because you hate life right now. I, well, <laughs> that could be it. That, that could be lot. partly it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it would, you can't have anything in your in your life that brings you that much joy. That is true. You guys. Oh. We're barely in your life. We're only in your life for these two hours. Uh, you gotta go. <laughs> there was a... Uh, was, speaking of... Benjamin Mara, uh, from earlier. This is a book that really felt, um, <laughs> like, a, a, a Mara series to me. And, and actually the, the uh, creator name checks him because in, and, and gives him, gives him props. There's actually a Benjamin Mara pinup in the, uh, in the back as well as a, uh, Michelle Fife in, in another 
issue. Hmm. Uh, it was also, this is actually, and this is, um, this was a gift from a, from a listener. So here's another thank you. Uh, it's, it's in the comicsology library for you guys, but it's, um, it's Revenger. Oh, damn you. Charles Sanford Forsman. And it yeah. is, um, it, the first five issues, um, Children of the Damned, it's, it's, um, basically Revenger is, is a, a very tough as nails black woman who, uh, travels a broken United States helping the weak and exploited through the use of extreme violence. When all else fails, Revenger <laughs> evens the score. And it is a, um, it's, it doesn't, I, I'm not going to say crude. It, 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 the art is, it, it very much feels like a Mara book. It feels like any, any of the Mara books that, that we have read, um, in anything that he's done. It, it definitely, definitely feels like that. Um, unpretentious. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, and, and Sean Fitzpatrick is the listener who, uh, who mentioned it because he, he posted it in the, Facebook group page and uh, asked who else was reading it and, and thinks that it would be right up our alley. And I think, I, I think he's right. The, um, the Revenger has, um, she's dealt with some shit in, in her life. Um, she gets a phone call and uh, from some kid looking for his girlfriend who's gone missing. So she has to travel to Neptune and uh, in her big purple Mercury, everybody in town, looks like shit. They, one dude's missing a nose. One dude looks like he's just melting. Um, Poor dude. The, the houses are, are in disarray. There's a, uh, there's, there's the Neptune, uh, hotel where, um, most of the issue takes place in, but Revenger is going to help this kid, um, Edward, because his girlfriend Kelly is missing. Uh, but Kelly's father, knows where she is and he basically he he's a spineless fuck who who doesn't uh who's not going to go up against basically the uh the guy running the town who's kind of, the the hotel in in Neptune is basically a brothel and that's where Kelly is so uh Revenger's going to basically rescue her save the day but it's not as easy as it may be. And, and the five issues are, um, just raw and, and some of it is crazy. There's, there's a robot who shows up. Uh, it, it's just so crazy and I couldn't <laughs> stop reading it. It just, it, it was. It was such a fantastic surprise. And, and there's, um, there's another one. There's a one shot that I haven't read yet called, uh, Revenger's Trap. But I mean, I, cause I had to, after I got to the end of the fifth issue and, and, and that story wrapped up, I was just like, I need, I did maybe a palate cleanser, a little bit of a breather. I just, I need to maybe take a shower. There were just things that I had to take a knee and just relax for a second. So the, uh, so that aside from, Another late thank you in the show. This is, I would definitely recommend this. This is, this is absolutely, I mean, yeah, you, 
talking about I have the first picture box and and but I yeah. mean this is this is definitely right up Vince's alley. Sure. Um and I think There's, I think Jason will get a kick out of it just just as far as the, the storyline goes. I think it'd be cool. There's a subset of of creators that stylistically in in terms of approach it just guys that are just making comics that they would want to read mm-hmm. like Tom Neely and Keenan Marshall Keller and Forsman uh Benjamin Mara Bayer like there's a group out there that is just overjoyed with the ability to just create these things and they don't give a shit right. that it doesn't look like x mm-hmm. Or, or why? It's just, it's their thing. And those are the books that, that really, they make me happy to that, that these people exist in the world that are creating these, these, these works that are just yeah. nothing more than the love of art and comics and creation. I love I, it. I, I yeah. got a story to tell. I'm going to tell it. And, and yeah, basically it, it does not, they don't care. They just, I don't require refinement. And I'm not no, saying these guys, these guys good, are right. unrefined. Yeah, I mean, if 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 there's a if your art smacks of of honesty, if there's a if if there's an undercurrent of honesty, like you could tell the guys that are just too cool for school and trying to 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 how do I put this? Um, the, the you know drawing in a crude style because that's that's hip and that's trendy and it's cool and it's just you the, the, you know the, the veracity is not there but with guys like neely and keller and, and forsman it's there's it's just, just an honesty to the line work that's it's you can feel it it's palpable right i love it it's that's that's what i live for these guys right that is one of your sweet spots you you're you're your pheromones start uh, leaking out through the interwebs when you get. I get gushy. Videos. I get gushy. Yeah, that's yeah. good though. Yeah, we 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 all have our our e zones, right? I like when our concentric circles uh, overlap on that front. Yep. I got to say, Benjamin Omar is a genius. He's long. He's been long willing to do the show. True out and out genius. Did you see the the pages of that story he did with uh, Grant Morrison for the the heavy metal thing that that's coming up? No, I can't say uh, that I have. Uh, I I want to. Uh, I just want to pierce his brain and suck out all okay. the stuff that makes him and just be be Benjamin Mara. Yeah. Cool. Suck out his his mojo. Word up. Yeah. But anyway, that was uncomfortable. Mm. Hey, everybody, if you would like to um, save a hell of a lot of money. on, on your favorite of money. D- Although, to be honest, you're not going to save money because you're going to end up buying more comics. Right. Well, that's the thing, right? You know, you, well, you'll get more comics for your money. And not to interrupt I, your promo, but, you know, right. I, I would like to say another thing that, um, I mean, we, we listen, we are, not only are we, are they our sponsor, but we, we also are all cl- long, long time clients. And, uh, and, and consider the Merkles our friends as well. I will say, like, the customer service is ridiculous. I mean, I've get, I get weekly shipments and have gotten weekly at least for the last four years, I think. I cannot recall a time when I had a book that was damaged in any way or that they forgot to ship me a book. 
Like, I, I can't think of a time, like, which is incredible because, again, I'm buying decent volume. I mean, I, I'd say I average 100 to 120 items a month. Wow. So to never mess an order up in that over that volume is pretty impressive. But what they really are impressive to me is that, you know, anyone that's that's been at this game a long time and has a pool list at a shop knows that when you get past your, you know, cert, the order date, the final order cutoff, and you, if you didn't, if you didn't remember to pre-order the book, you're kind of up the creek unless they ordered enough to have copies on the on the shelf. Um, I also can never remember a time where I have forgotten to order something and then emailed them a month, two months later, and asked them to put it on the list for me, yep. and they've said no. Like, perfect example, I was going through previews uh, this month, and there were four number two issues that I must have forgotten to order last month. I ordered the first issues, the third issues were in this this previews, and I realized that I never ordered the second. Sent them an email saying, hey, any chance that you could throw these four number two issues in my, my uh, queue? You know, one of the fine people over at the DCB service emailed me back like an hour later. Sure, Jason, no problem. They've been added to your list. It's like, and you know, these are, again, these are, these are books that you had to pre-order six weeks ago. And they're like, sure, no problem. It's incredible. You you know what surprises me? Uh, Given your consummate attention to detail, Mm -hmm. why you don't use the pull list function. Um... Because you're Mr. Uh, you're, I, I'm Mr. Order, and I, I find the Excel download to be. I, I don't even. I don't even look at that. I download the Excel <laughs> sheet, and that's how I make my order. That's like to me. That's like saying, "Hey, do you want to go through the paper book or get a little bit of cancer?" No, the Excel is so <laughs> easy for me. No, man. <sighs> Sorting cells. Good God, please, no. Oh, so. Um, yeah, extremely cheap comic books, dcbservice.com, such as from Dark Horse, Black Hammer number one, Jeff Lemire, On it. uh, Dean Ormston, get it, uh, $1.99. From Boom, Kong of Skull Island, one of six. 50% off $1.99 and from DC if you're not on this you're no friend of mine the Omega Men the end is here trade paperback by Tom King Barnaby Begenda and others pardon me you said if you're not on this you're no friend of mine what if I bought the issues seriously you got you got to double dip I got to double dip have to for a man for a man TK $12.49 why wouldn't you alright I'm a double dip then alright um, DCBService.com. Please note that this is not this month's Marvel Magazine um, examination, but it very well could be. Another book that I have uh, read that rockets to the top of my contenders for next year's 11 O'Clockers from Image. It is The Deadly Hands of Criminal. A special anniversary issue featuring Fang the Kung Fu Werewolf. What? This, this, uh, installment of, uh, Criminal was produced by who? Brubaker, Sean Phillips, Elizabeth Breitweiser, and it's made to look like a vintage Marvel magazine. There's, there's nothing at all bad about this issue. My God. You, did you guys get this? The 10th anniversary issue? 
No, the Deadly Hands of Criminal. No. You no, didn't get no. it? Wait, no, no. It's it's magazine-sized. No. That's the 10th anniversary issue. It's just the... Is yeah, it? It's just the magazine's version of it. How do you know oh, that? Like I, I, have the, I, got the regular, I got the regular-sized version. Oh, for shame. Uh, volume 1, number 39, April 1974. Oh, jeez. <laughs> There, there's a look who's smiling now ad on the back. Remember from LaSalle and there's a, a coffee stain on it. This is, yeah, it's, it, it's just amazing. Rapping with Ray, you got Bruce Lee in here and you know, so it's a continuation of, of the criminal storyline, but via vis-a-vis the, um, deadly hands of Kung Fu and, and in tandem with, um, Werewolf by Night. So if you love the Marvel magazines, who doesn't, right? Get this because it's a value. It, there's it's full color, but some pages are sepia tone to make it look like aging newsprint. Uh, it's just amazing. Deadly Hands of Criminal, go get it. And it's only six bucks for for a magazine. Six bucks is cheap. Some of the, the magazines I get, my wife gives me the stink eye because it's like you paid fifteen dollars for a magazine. I said, no, you paid $15. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, in your travels, since uh, Jeff Lemire was mentioned a couple times tonight, uh, this is from his pal and his pal's wife, uh, Department H from yes. Dark Horse. This is uh, so the fire. first issue. Murder six miles deep. What I love about this is the, the back cover. Oh yes, all of it. Uh, this is, um, this is a story, uh, about uh, each, each, every, it. every issue is, of the series is one day in the life of our main character. So cool. And what's cool is you have, um, you know, the pages are, uh, the, every page, is numbered one dot one one dot five all the way up to one dot twenty four, um, so hopefully, I like that. Yes. So the uh, but the the setup is, it's a real easy setup. It's real easy to get into. Matt's writing a, a, a it's a murder mystery. It's off to a great start. Charlene's watercolors are absolutely amazing. They so fit the. The entire thing, the, the story looks great with it. There's some flashbacks. Mm-hmm. They're in more of a gray tone color, uh, blue tone. It's, it's monotone, but it's, um, we're introduced to the cast of, of, of the book. She's working for USEAR, U-S-E-A-R, which, um, stands for the Underwater Science Exploration and Research. Yes, sir. And, uh, so she's hired basically by the person who is in charge of the organization, who she kind of really doesn't care for too much, not real sure how he got to be in the position that he's in and, and or what purpose he really serves. But the reason she wants to go down below is to find out who committed the murder. And the victim is her father. And she... We're also introduced to her brother, who's also been down in the, um, in the lab. And all the characters are just, 
even just with the first issue, just with a few lines and and a few panels of of meeting everybody, you get you definitely get the sense of of who they are. You're, you're already set up like who you really just based on facial expressions and her reactions. Uh, you're kind of being nudged in in directions of of who to trust, who might be who's who's a pretty reasonable uh, suspect. It, it's but it's according to Matt, there's, there's an ending. Uh, so, you know, you can play along online or, or through uh snail mail and, and, and make your guesses. And, uh, it's, it's 24 pages every month. He says the, uh, the success of any ongoing monthly comic book depends on monthly readers. So we're going to make the monthly issues special. So basically whatever's in the, Monthly issues, just like Brew Baker and, and right. Phillips did, whatever's going on in the monthly issues, that will not be collected in the that will not be included in the collections when 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 they're released. So my management too was like that. Yes, right? there there was stuff that you couldn't yeah. get in the trade. Um, and I I I love that. You know, I mean, it's it. I don't. I, I get if you're a trade waiter and you know you want everything, but it's you either get the instant gratification of buying the book when it comes out, paying the, the, the cover price for it and, and putting up with ads if there are any, uh, or if you decide to wait and if the trade comes out and, and, you know, you're buying in bulk, so it's cheaper that way. And you're getting, you know, a complete more chapters, you're getting more of a complete story. And there's, there's pros and cons, gives and takes, but I have absolutely no problem with a creator saying, listen, you were here at the start. You're, you're, you're the reason why we can keep going every month. Here's something extra and, or, or just not even that it's extra. It's just, we're including this in the monthly issues. And, and if, if for people who want to wait, you'll still get the story. You're just not going to get some of the bells and whistles, which is absolutely fine by me. But this was a, um, because I, I, I started my management late. I wasn't in on the ground floor this one. I had to get in on, uh, so glad I did. If you missed it, make sure, you do pick it up. I cannot wait for the second issue. Fair warning. What's the fair warning? By the monthlies. Oh, it warms my heart it... to no end that my man Dap talked about that book. <laughs> Aww. Fucking awesome. That's awesome. Uh, in your travels, I'm going to throw a little anthology on that ass. You know, wow. I love the anthologies. You do? Uh, this one is uh, via Kickstarter. And, uh, I have materially slowed my Kickstarter backing here, here. the last year, uh, but I still do back things. I just try and be a little more selective. And this, uh, I think this was shipped probably back in December or January. I've had it for a few months, but finally got around to checking it out. It's, uh, called Satellites, a comic anthology, volume one. Uh, it is spearheaded by a gentleman by the name of Joe Bloom, B-L-U-H-M. Um, it is just a fantastically produced work. It is, uh, a hardcover with, uh, uh, oh, that's the, uh, that's the, uh, dust jacket. Sorry, I was trying to pull it off. Um, it, it's a, it's a hardcover with, uh, it's, it's a, what's it, it made out of Kevlar? Uh, yeah, right. No, it's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> dust jacket. Um, but it's, um, it's got this awesome red leather, uh, uh, binding with, uh, inset lettering 
uh, with all the creators' names, uh, every, alternating with the with the satellite's name, and it's um, it's like this awesome metal inlay, like almost like a bluish metallic. It's very cool. It's a color I haven't seen too often um, in that way. Uh, hardbound book, and it is uh, it's called. In this case, it says it's a group of passionate artists and storytellers. Um, but this is about uh, the first volume of nine friends coming together to share their work. And uh, as with any anthology, um, you know, every every story is its own thing. And I would say that there really isn't necessarily um, a commonality here, other than that they're friends, um, which is a bit refreshing because a lot of the Kickstarter anthologies are often thematic. Uh, and this is not. And the creators are Kendra Phillips, Adam Volker, uh, Bevan Blocker, Andrew Alderfer, uh, Kimberly Kuchenbecker, Jeremy Townsend, Christina Ellis, Joe Bloom, who again also edits the book and handled the Kickstarter, and last but certainly not least, Miss Vanessa Del Rey. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, and it's, these are not, um, you know, sometimes these anthologies can be two, three page stories. That's not the case here. These, this is a 190-page book. Each story is is like comic size. It's a good 20, 25 pages each. So these are full, fe- you know, fully formed stories, uh, all very, very different. Um, there's humor, there's horror, there's there's slice of life. It's uh, it's dope. It's really dope. Um, so uh, I I highly recommend it. If you are a fan of anthologies, you will love this book. Uh, there's be something in there for everybody, and um, I I enjoyed every single story, uh, which is saying something because my kind of rule of thumb is if you get an anthology and you like you know more than half of the stories, it's a win. So the fact that I enjoyed them all is uh, is a nice bonus. Um, I wish I could tell you how to get this book. Um, I can't find out where you can get it other than I know that the creators. It's uh, as I was looking into this, it's clear the creators have copies that they're selling at cons when they're there. Um, so places like TCAF and Mocha and those kind of things definitely would have it. I'm sure LCSs that cater to the more indie alt comic scene would have it. So, you know, places probably, you know, so if you're in bigger cities or have a place that's got that vibe, try there. But unfortunately I can't find anywhere online, uh, that is selling it directly. So it doesn't look like they're selling it online, but, uh, but yeah, if you come across a copy or the next time you're at a con, just, you know, be on the lookout for any of those creators. Uh, cause if you come across one of them and they're selling the book, it's definitely worth your attention. Nice. Sweet. I'll look into that. Yeah, you dig it. It's definitely, it's, it's avant garde. That's me, right? Yeah, sort of you. Yeah. Sorta. Hey, everybody. Thank you for being here with us. We loved our time here, and we hope you did too. If you did, do us a solid. Leave us a review somewhere, iTunes, whatever, uh, because we appreciate it. And uh, the more people we have to uh, communicate, communicate. See, it's getting late, isn't it? It's getting late. Hamana, hamana, hamana. Uh, that is hot. I bribe us. The more people with which we communicate, the better. And we love you so much, as usual. Get thee back here because David gets overclamped. We don't want that. There will be mass postings. Um, so we love you. Say good night. David. Good night.
station. That's uncanny. Uncanny. And extraordinary. It's like Forge. <laughs> Better than Forge. Oh, so say goodnight. We, we love you so much. <laughs> say, say bye. 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 Bye.